When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. to the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner back with us. He is saving me. Not We're not doing two solo shows in a row. That Can't would put be... the listeners through that. You don't want to put everybody through that. Welcome back to the program, Jamie. Missed a, missed a fun solo post show. Lots of stuff uh, happened in the week 10 slate of the National Football League. Uh, we are here to get you set for week 11 with the waiver wire and Jamie's Week 11 rankings. As always, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus. I know Jamie's already got his bets in on the Frank Gore fight. I know those are in his pending bet slip as it is. Uh, so if you want to bet on that or anything else, head over to Bet Online. use the promo code BLEAVE50. All right, Jamie. Waiver wire rankings for week 11. We start where we always start. Quarterbacks. Should people run to the waiver wire to pick up Cam Newton? You see his efficiency in that game on Sunday. First two touches, two touchdowns. Everybody should run to the waiver wire to pick up Cam Newton, right? Uh, kind of. Uh, look, if you need him for this week, I would say, like, I still think, look, his rest of the season projection, he's not going to be a QB one, but I do like him for this week. He's going up against the Washington defense that has really struggled against fantasy quarterbacks. And I know they had a good game against Tom Brady, but like, let's be realistic. Their, their whole season's been a struggle for them. No Chase Young was going to be out for the rest of the year. And look, Cam Newton, even we saw it last week with him having no practice is essentially going to be their goal line back again. Like this is the, what we saw a lot with New England. They get the ball inside the five and Cam Newton is going to have options to run it in himself. Uh, I absolutely think he is a QB one this coming week. I have him ranked as my QB 10 at home against Washington. So if you need a quarterback this week, if you maybe had Matthew Stafford, for example, I don't think you probably had Teddy Bridgewater unless it's a multi, but uh, unless it's the super flex league. But uh, if you had Matthew Stafford who's on by this coming week, this would be a great opportunity to add him to the roster. Uh, some guys I would definitely I would con- strongly play him over that may be in your lineup, whether it's the Derek Carrs, Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson's of the world. I would rather start Cam Newton this week over any of those three quarterbacks you just named. The remainder of the list over uh, on fantasypros.com is where we look at these waiver wire rankings. Uh, Tua, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, 
Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, the six names that they mentioned there. Two is interesting to me because yeah. it feel, feels like he's he's they're going to – Brian Flores can't go back now, right? He's kind of committed to this for the remainder of the season for Tua uh, to be the starter. Tua looked good in relief in that game on Thursday night against the Ravens. Had a chance to see that one in person, and he made some really good throws down the field in that football game, made a sideline throw to Jalen Waddell at a big spot in the game, and then the touchdown to break it open uh, was it was a big one too with the big play to, to Albert Wilson on the left side. So he looked good, and that certainly gives you confidence. So he's something – listen, I don't know if I'm picking him up with the with the intention of starting him right away, but I, I think might. he's – I mean, he plays your pathetic defense of the Jets this week. Have you, have you seen how many points the Jets have given up over the last couple of weeks, Jamie? A they lot. A 50 spot, 240 spots, and a high 38 spot. It's not great. Not, not, not ideal. Very bad. So, so there's opportunities aplenty. He's like uh, QB 13 this week as well. And he's just been a, outside he's the been a decent fantasy territory. performer as well for you because, look, the, the Dolphins don't want to run the ball with any sort of level of consistency, so they're going to rely on Tua. Not only that, they can't run the ball with any level of well, consistency. That's that true. Uh, and, again, great matchup as well. Again, QB 13, so, again, not in must-start territory. But, ap- I mean, I have him ranked one spot above Russell Wilson. Uh, I mean, like that, that's kind of where I have him this week. So I'm not saying you drop Russell Wilson for Tua. I'm just saying if you have both of them on your roster, I would at this point, I would start Tua. I think he's a he's a perfectly fine starting option for you this week. QB 13 is perfectly fine. By the way, it was a bad week of quarterback play. For Stafford didn't play well. You both had you had Russ and Aaron Rodgers both not play well. Um I mean, I talked a lot about it in the in the in the post show. You had the poor play in Detroit and Pittsburgh quarterback wise, although I don't think you were starting any of those guys, but just nobody was good. It was just bad across the board. Well, and for example, if you remember when we I took you on that completely derailed, I believe that was last week when we went on this this the last week's Tuesday show, we went on this complete derail conversation about like fantasy values and whatnot. And we talked about how like this was league average in terms of like what was given up to quarterbacks and some of the night mm-hmm. games made up for it a, a little bit later, um, you know, with obviously Mahomes putting up monster numbers in, in his game back for a change. But uh, I mean, from a quarterback standpoint, as I look at it right now, guys that posted totals above average. So guys, there were only seven quarterbacks that had more than 19 fantasy points and only three quarterbacks with 20 or more last week like that's a rare week we see it's like Mahomes Dak and Josh Allen were the only quarterbacks last week to score more than 20 fantasy points and I feel like if you would have asked me that question those would have been the only three I would have mentioned like thinking about it out loud like those are the only three guys that really had good performances and I think that's also why you look at some of these guys here like you look you know Mac Jones and Trevor Simeon finished tied for fourth but you know most weeks 19.9 fantasy points kind of just puts you in QB 11, QB 12, QB 13 territory. It's like, very, it's very interesting. Like Lamar Jackson had a, a bad game and still finishes a top 10 quarterback. Like it was like a, a very weird, weird group of games uh, this week from the quarterback position. I have a bunch of running backs I'd like to talk to you about. Let's start. Ramondre Stevenson had a massive game in New England. 20 carries, 100 yards, two touchdowns. I talked about this and I know you didn't listen to the solo show that I did, but I talked about this on the solo show on Sunday that this is still going to be a tough decision to make because if Damian Harris is healthy, they're going to use him. And even though Ramondre Stevenson had a good game, I don't know if he's going to get the workload, enough of a workload for him not to be touchdown dependent, right? 
That's the I, issue I have here. Yeah, I think he's worthy of adding to your roster. And particularly because of this short week that's coming up, whether or not Damon Harris is cleared from concussion protocol in time to play for Thursday night against Atlanta. Uh, because if he is not, Ramondre Stevenson jumps all the way back up into RB2 territory. And even so, I still think he's worth having on your bench. But I agree with you, Chris. Look, Damon Harris is going to clearly be the number one guy there. Brandon Bolden's still going to get some work on passing down. So if you're picking up Ramondre Stevenson, hoping he's going to be your savior, don't. If you're picking him up, hoping you maybe you get a start this week and he's some injury insurance against Damian Harris or potential flex play down the road, should things fall into place, that's perfectly fine. And you should treat your fab budget against him as some. I, I put a few dollars on him if you really need somebody for this week. But m- my concern is going to be like if Damian Harris gets cleared today or tomorrow, Roger Stevenson's then back into that like RB 36, 37, 40 like type of territory for me where you're not going to start. Um, Deonta Foreman, Tennessee Titans. I think the uh, same I think the same thing we just said about Ramondre Stevenson applies here. They have Jeremy McNichols. They have Adrian Peterson. Foreman looked good on Sunday in that game. But at the same time, Jamie, I don't know if there's a big enough workload there to justify having spending your fab budget on him and having him on your roster. Yeah, for, for most of our listeners, I don't think having any Tennessee running back rostered is a priority. Uh, they're going to all three get some work. Deontay Foreman's looked the best of the bunch since Derrick Henry went down, um, but neither of them have looked fantastic. And I actually expected Foreman to get the workload he got in this game. He would, they, they just Peterson did not look great in that first matchup, and Foreman was there last year and all the other stuff. But yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like, I if you want to have Foreman or Peterson or McNichols on the end of your bench, fine. Uh, but I actually don't think any of them are priority. I don't know when you're ever going to feel comfortable starting them. Right, because, I mean, I, you could see a scenario where you play Foreman this week and then it's Adrian Peterson who gets the lion's share, right? And then the, the next week you think it's Peterson and then it's McNichols, and right? It's, just, hunting, it's a rotating right? Because, door. like, right. nobody's getting enough work at any point in this offense to, to survive on their own. You're just hoping you can just guess who scores a touchdown. And if I'm going to play that game, I'm not going to do it with the Titans running backs, quite frankly. No, I'd much rather do it with Ramondre Stevenson than I win the Titans running backs. Yeah. I mean that, that that that's pretty simple in my in my estimation. Um, any other running backs before we get into a wide receiver group? Um, the only other name I want to bring up because he's high on this list and no people are going to ask about him. I, I'm not in on that. Wayne Gallman has jumped Mike Davis. Uh, if you watch that game, once they started benching Matt Ryan and and the Falcons were getting absolutely blown out, that's when Wayne Gallman came in when all the other starters were gone. I know there's going to be some intriguing value around the Atlanta running backs heading into Thursday because no Cordero Patterson this week and probably not next week either. Uh, so Mike Davis is still the back that I want there. Uh, and I'll reflect that in my rankings on, on, upon further research. Um, I, I don't think Gallman is worth an ad uh, at this particular stage. Neither is uh, a Matt Breida, by the way, who the random Matt Apparently, Breida yeah. game out of nowhere. There you go. Could have used yeah, that last we- year. Could have used that last year, bro, when you were my sleeper. I believe I have that cut somewhere saved on a hard drive of you talking about Matt Breida in the preseason. I believe I have that somewhere uh, saved away. Uh, wide receivers, Jamie. Nice to see Robbie Anderson's name here in the top five. He, he actually gets used in Carolina now that Sam Darnold's not the starter. Yeah, I, I'm more intrigued by him. Uh, I think he's fine. I think he's worthy of being on your bench. I'm not running to my waiver wire to get Robbie Anderson, but I absolutely okay. am a, a far me, more excited about him than I was with Sam Darnold throwing the ball. Let me ask you this question since you phrased it that way. Is there anybody in the wide receiver group that you're running to the waiver wire for this week, sprinting over there to make a waiver claim? 
Maybe not sprinting, but I would I, I would say it's, I it's am a slight jog. I am briskly. Slight. Well, you, know, you know the Olympic sport that now is like it's like a, it's like a power walk. It's called something. Yes. It's like run yes. walking or whatever it is. All right, hold on, hold on. We're like you, they almost you, look like they're sashaying down Olympic the road. What is it called? Speed Chris? walking. Let's, let me see here. Hold on. Let me look here. It's an Olympic sport uh, now. Race walking. Race walking. Yeah. So race I, walking. I, I am race walking to the waiver wire for two guys. Uh, okay. One of them we've already talked about, so I'm not going to keep talking about it, but it's Elijah Moore. At some point, they got to give him more snaps. Like, pun not intended, but they, they need to give him more snaps. Like, he's playing out of his mind right now. And the fact that he, I think, what, played 30 snaps last week is is a, a crime. And two, why is Traquan Smith only 2% owned? Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I was going to bring him and Jamal Agnew up here in this part of the conversation. Traquan Smith's been really good. Yes. Let me let and, me pull up his game logs here real and, quick. And, and just so here's we can... the thing. Trevor Simeon is not going to be as good of a fantasy quarterback as Taysom Hill. Trevor Simeon is going to be a better real-life quarterback and much better for the fantasy values of all of the pieces involved. I know Traquan Smith's not getting like a massive target share, but it's never been his game. He's catching touchdowns. He's got a quarterback that's throwing him the ball. I don't understand what the hesitancy to have him like. To, to me, I, I mean, right now, like Deontay Harris is fine. I like him, too. And he had another solid game this week. But the fact that he's in he's owned in 12 percent of leagues versus Traquan Smith's too. Like, I, I don't understand that. So the fact that Deshaun Jackson at, is still being rostered 8 percent of leagues after the bye week in week six. Traquan Smith has had three targets, three targets, four targets, seven targets. Those are those are the target yeah. share for him over the last four weeks. He's caught a touchdown in two of those four weeks. And he has. Each of the last three games, at least three catches. So, yeah, he's somebody. And, and, you know, I'm going to add another name to the race walking list. Uh, DeAndre Carter, Washington. He had a good game. He had a good game. He he is the wide receiver, too, there until further notice. Like, I'm not convinced Curtis Samuel is coming back at any point this year. Uh, So we'll see about that. But DeAndre Carter has been slowly building in the spot as well. Uh, Some of the other names on this list are like guys that, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't feel like we should keep talking about guys like Michael Gallup and Darnell Mooney. And like those guys are still rostered in too many leagues. But uh, there's some interesting names. There's a lot of really interesting names out there. I'm not running to get either Washington or Ray McLeod, by the way, in Pittsburgh. Um, I, I know Claypool is out and Ray Ray got was like PPR monster. where you have like eight catches for like six yards or something? Um, but I know it's like 40 something yards. I'm just being a jerk. But it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm not not running for him either. Neither were James Washington. But, you know, uh, to me, I'm just I'm just continue to be surprised by guys like Traquan Smith and DeAndre Carter and even Amon Ross St. Brown, guys that have been steadily productive several weeks over the last month, just not getting any love on the waiver wire. Uh, the tight end group, the top three is a who's who of people Jamie has told you about for a, a, a little bit now. Dan Arnold, Logan Thomas, Tyler Conklin. This is a, this is a Jamie Eisner dunk on everybody list. Yeah, I mean those would be the same top three there. I know Logan Thomas wasn't ready to come back yet, but I'd still I'd start to stash him if you have an IR spot if you can. Um, Ricky Seals Jones got banged up as well. The other names on here like Uzoma, fine. Komet, fine. Everett, whatever. Well, Everett, Everett, Everett is definitely a reaction to the big game he had. Sure. Where he caught uh, I need to see it more passes. than once. Like he had like He's had like two decent games all year. Uh, I'm not ready to pick him up yet. But if you need somebody for this week, uh, Tyler Conklin, Dan Arnold, um, even CJ Uzoma, if, you, if you're looking for just like a one-week-get-you-by type of a thing, those are all decent options uh, in that order. Actually, probably in the Conklin-Arnold Uzoma order is probably the order I would I would pick them up for this week. Um and then if you're looking for more of a long-term session, obviously Logan Thomas is still available in about half the leagues. 
Before we get into the rankings for this week, Jamie's week 11 rankings, and we break those down, what's better than guys being dudes, Jamie? Guys being dudes on the road. That's right, Draft Network, Bud Light Seltzer, bringing the party to the SEC Championship game in Atlanta, Georgia, December 4th, and we want to see you there. The Draft Dudes, Kyle and Joe and the TDN team will be hanging out, playing games, giving away swag, and enjoying some Bud Light Seltzers ahead of the SEC Championship game right across the street from the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the CSX lot ahead of the title game. Come on out, join the team, go see Draft Dudes for an afternoon of fun and football with the Draft Network and Bud Light Seltzer in Atlanta. Okay, Jamie, quarterback rankings for week 11. We've kind of given away, I think, the big storylines. You have Cam Newton as QB 10. You have Tua as QB 13. I think those would be the two things that when you look at this list are the big things that people want to talk about. You have Kyler Murray up at QB 6. Expectations are that he's going to return to the lineup this week. Uh, They play Seattle, I believe, this week ahead of their bye. Uh, Tyrod at QB 17 is something, you know, I'm just looking at big discrepancies that you have. Uh, Trevor Simeon, QB 21. Other than that, it kind of feels pretty standard. Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes are your top five. Yeah, I don't feel like there was anything that I, when I did these rankings this week that really, aside from, I guess, Cam Newton, uh, really stood out to me significantly. Um, I'm still in wait and see mode on Mac Jones and Justin Fields in terms of fantasy value. Uh, I have Mac Jones at QB 19, Justin Fields at QB 22. So obviously super flex guys for you, but not guys I'm, I'm overly comfortable starting in a single quarterback format. Um, look, Mac Jones has been a bit of real life fantasy, or excuse me, real life quarterback than a fantasy quarterback. And I think that is something that has to be understood. Uh, I know he had a good game this past week. Obviously, we talked about him finishing tied for QB four, but had under 20 points in that effort. Uh, you know, Justin Fields, I'm intrigued. Uh, obviously, he's coming off of a bye week. He's put together what a 26 point performance against San Francisco, 19 points against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh on Sunday Night Football. Uh, so I'm really intrigued by him because he's going to have, uh, you know, look, Baltimore has been not great defensively. Uh, they're a weird team. Like, I know we talk about like New Orleans being a team that was tough to figure out. I think Baltimore's a team that's also pretty tough to figure out as well. He gets them at, at home this week and actually be there live. So I'll have a chance to, to check that out uh, in person. My rare time to actually see an NFL game live during the season. Uh, then he gets a really good matchup next week against Detroit. So if he puts up another really solid game here, he could be threatening um, for that to be a Thanksgiving starter for you uh, in week 12. So keep an eye on that. But I'm not quite ready to throw him into my lineup yet in single quarterback format. Uh, can we move to running backs? Is that okay with you? Yes, we can. Um, I was intrigued, and I mentioned this on the solo show. I wanted to see what you did with A.J. Dillon uh, following the news of Aaron Jones with this sprained MCL, going to miss a couple of weeks. Running back 14 for A.J. Dillon is where he he slots in this week, so just outside the RB1 conversation. James Conner in RB1. He's up at RB9 in that Arizona running back room. Uh, the top f- five, I don't think you're going to be surprising with the way people have played this season. McCaffrey, Kamara, Chubb, Harris, Mixon are your top five. Jonathan Taylor, another good game. Imagine, imagine, imagine just, you know, not using Jonathan Taylor to his fullest potential in Indianapolis. Yeah, imagine not using Jonathan Taylor. Uh, RB6 this week. He's got a tough matchup, though, against Buffalo. But, I mean, it's not like you're not 
starting Jonathan Taylor. But, uh, you know, look, when I go through my rankings, as you mentioned, you know, J.J. Dillon was the big name you pointed out. No Aaron Jones for at least this week, probably next week as well. Really like the matchup coming up against Minnesota. He's looked good when he's been given the opportunities to run with the ball. RB14, I expect Saquon back this week, but he has a tough matchup on Monday Night Football against the Buccaneers. But uh, I would throw him back in your lineup as an RB2. Uh, again, reminder to get maybe potentially Chris Carson back in your lineup as well. Keep in, in seeing if he is back. If he is, I like him as a low-end RB2 as well. As is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think that's probably the, the big takeaway from these rankings and seeing which of these running backs come back this week. You know, I have Saquon at 17, Carson at 20, Edwards-Alaire at 24. So we're starting to look at some of these guys coming back into play here at the running back position for you. So I actually feel this is a little bit... I guess maybe a little bit deeper this week than it's felt like before, partly because there's only two teams on by versus four. But uh, otherwise, it's kind of the the best of the best that are you're seeing at the top here. Um, I'm still believing in James Conner. As long as uh, Chase Edmonds is out, James Conner is an RB1. James Robinson looked perfectly fine uh, coming off the heel injury. He comes in as RB12. And if Damian Harris plays, again, this is still a big if heading into Thursday Night Football. But if he plays, get him back in your lineup. He's a top 15 running back. Ladies and gentlemen, do not adjust your screens. You don't have to zoom in and zoom out. You don't. It, it, what you are seeing in front of you is real. Debo Samuel, wide receiver one. Let's go. Yeah, no Cooper Cup this week. Uh, the Rams are on by. So uh, I went back and forth. The top three can be in any order. You're starting all oh, these guys. I'm so happy you did this. This is great. I'm so glad that you just didn't go. You know what? It's easy to just put Devontae Adams at one or Tyreek Hill. No, reward Debo Samuel for the year that he's having. What a phenomenal season he's having, by the way. Unbelievable. Like, Debo Samuel was always somebody I liked. I was like, man, this is guy. This guy's going to be a solid, like, wide receiver two type of a player. Yeah, like, sure. you know, he's going to be hanging around that top 20. And he's just going to go out there and just be a beast this year. Uh, yeah, wide receiver one for me. The Jaguars absolutely suck. The offense continues to run. <laughs> excuse me. The San Francisco offense continues to run pretty much entirely through Debo Samuel out of the backfield as a running back, as a wide receiver, as a tight end, as a defensive back, as, uh, you know, the the – guy that catches the snitch i forgot what the what's that name chris did you did you uh read the harry potter books you know what that is the key what's the per, person that catches the snitch like there's like a term for it it's not he like catches the catches the golden snitch in, yeah in, in 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 um yeah in quidditch or whatever all right hold on here it's not the keeper the seeker oh hold on we're gonna look this up i don't know i haven't read those books in a long time well we're here now we're here now uh, we've so, made so many people so many harry potter fans mad at us right now that we that's don't fine know this off the top of our it's head. the seeker's job to catch it seeker all right i got seeker. it there. okay whatever, so what are we talking about speed walking have. and quidditch on the show today you're yeah, welcome so everybody you're welcome whatever role that debo samuel is playing he's been absolutely phenomenal um you know but obviously you don't know you don't need me to tell you to start him this week i think other no, uh, players of note to discuss you know dj moore is, is right back into wide receiver two conversation now that he has at least look i don't think cam newton's going to be great but he's going to be better than sam darnold i feel very confident saying that he's going to be better than sam darnold he comes in at 17 uh mike williams continues to drop um that the offense, mike dude, williams of old is showing is shown back up again that whole offense has been bad like i yeah. I, I understand for us we're fo- fe- featuring mike williams here but the whole offense hasn't been very good for the last they just team started four and one they're five and four they're charging again it's unbelievable. Like, I, I swear that this this franchise is cursed. Um, yeah, it's weird because they're kind of getting a pass, which is surprising. Like, there's not a lot of maybe it's because nobody really follows the Chargers. Like, just with all due respect, like I love the Chargers. They're always a team that I, I, I'm I'm having you know I'm rooting for. I like to watch play, but 
Uh, they're maybe it's because of the Chiefs issues prior to the, the last night game or whatever, all the stuff's going on in Vegas and Denver, but like they're getting completely ignored for them, just kind of chargering all over again in the back half of this season. Uh, but yeah, Mike Williams drops to wide receiver 21. And look, if you don't want to play him this week, I get it. <laughs> Like, I get it. Like, he hasn't been good in a month now. Um, but I, I still can't quite drop him below this. Devonta Smith's been playing really was, well these last few weeks. He moves into wide receiver two territory. Uh, how did Michael Pittman, wide receiver eight or whatever, come work out for everybody last week? Didn't. Uh, but comes in here at wide receiver 24. Sterling Shepard might be back. Uh, Elijah Moore is now into that flex category. Um, some guys have kind of moved into that spot, like Elijah Moore. Uh, Kenny Galladay's back up there. Kendrick Bourne. I think these are some of these guys that have moved into into that like flex territory. And then just behind them are some newcomers like Donovan Peoples-Jones, Rashawn Bateman, Traquan Smith that are in that consideration for you. So check out my rankings to kind of see where all these guys fit in. But uh, it is, it is, it's deep, but it's also like, there's a lot of like concern. Like to me, when I get outside the top, I mean, realistically the top like 19, I can see upside and lock it at 20. I see the upside in Smith at 22. We know the Mike Williams upside at 21. We know what Corey Davis and Michael Pittman and Deontay Johnson could theoretically do. But I have a lot more questions this week once you get outside of like that mid-level wide receiver two territory. I just love four catches, 105 yards and a touchdown, 15 catches, 86 yards, two touchdowns, six catches, 64 yards and a touchdown are the three games for Michael Pittman before everybody put him up at wide receiver eight this week. We talked about it on this episode a week ago. We like Michael Pittman. We just don't like Michael Pittman at wide receiver eight. And then he goes out and goes for 571 and and only puts up 12 points. Yep. Could have told you this. Um, I was going to mention Devonta Smith. Uh, he has been really impressive as of late, and, I, and, I, and I'm anxious to see. This is kind of a rest of season thing. I'm interested to see if he continues to slowly kind of move up your rankings as the season goes on, Jamie, because he is literally the, the main guy. Caught two touchdowns on Sunday in that game against Denver, and he's just he continues to get better week in and week out. And Philadelphia's offense looks pretty decent recently. Like I, yes. I've been fairly impressed with the way the Eagles have played uh, these last few weeks. So they're still not a good team, but they're showing some signs of life, which is encouraging for anybody that has any of their fantasy players. Tight ends, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, Dawson Knox are your top five, TJ Hawkinson at six, Hunter Henry coming off of a big game, catches two touchdown passes, I believe. In all that he does game. is catch tutties. All, all he does is catch tutties. You put him at tight end seven this week. Uh, Pat Fryermuth continues to move up the board. He's tight end nine this week. He had a big game despite the fumble in overtime to, to, to stop the Steelers from having an opportunity uh, to kick a field goal. Again, had another big game catching a bunch of passes. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, anything else you want to focus on here, Jamie? No, I mean, it's starting to look very much uh, very similar to the way you would imagine it looks. Uh, you know, you still put Hawkinson back in despite the random weird nothing burger he put up. Obviously, Giuseppe had a nothing burger. Giuseppe's had two nothing burgers this year, which has been really surprising. Oh, but there's- trust me, as somebody who had a prop related to Mike Giuseppe on Thursday night, I know I was angry. OK, <laughs> I was yelling at the coaching staff. At least when they get nothing, like they didn't even tease you. You know what I mean? Like it's worse. I think it's almost worse to finish like one catch or like five yards short than it is to just get absolutely blown out of the water. Adam Shaheen and Durham Smythe out there running routes instead of Mike Jacecki. I was angry. Okay. I was angry. You good? I'm good. Anything else you want to talk about tight ends? I'm, look, the tight end one territory looks exactly like you would think it would. Um, I, I guess the only thing of note is that it's been really exciting to see George Kittle come back because he 
Didn't have the greatest start to the season, particularly relative to his value. Obviously, he missed some time, but now he looks like the George Kittle of old, comes back in as my tight end two this week. That's been really encouraging because we were starting to wonder, like, oh, no, like, is is Kittle going to be the guy? You know, in the preseason, we're like, will he stay healthy? Will Lance have chemistry with him? Well, apparently none of that's going to matter. Well, he didn't stay healthy, but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo looks like the quarterback for the foreseeable future of this season, at least there. And Kittle's been putting up numbers. It's been... Uh, it's been Kittle and Debo and a little bit of Elijah Mitchell in the backfield. And that's been this, the recipe for at least fantasy success for a lot of the 49ers there. At least those three 49ers there for your fantasy team. They found some real life success last night, which was good. To they see did because they, they looked good in that Monday night game. Um, I'm a little concerned the Rams get punched in the mouth and have well, no punch back. Um, so I'm, Tennessee I'm did it to you, them. This is my N- fault. Niners did to them. This is entirely my fault. Two weeks ago on draft dudes we talked about a statistic that matt stafford was the number one quarterback in epa and that the nfl mvp has always won uh, the nfl mvp the last like four or five years has always been number one in quarterback epa and stafford is so far ahead of the rest i heard that statistic i'm like let me get some money down on matt stafford they have gone zero and two since i've done that and he has not looked good in either game so direct correlation completely yeah, my so fault. this, this so that's is all your me. fault Got that's it. on me everybody my fault on that regard uh we're out of here that's it for us here on the waiver wire rankings edition of the show we're back sunday night post sunday night football to break down all of the action jamie and i will be together once again for a post uh week 11 show uh, always follow the show on Twitter at TDN Fantasy, uh, DraftNetwork.com underneath the fantasy tables where you can find all of Jamie's rankings. Jamie, where can everybody follow you on social media to ask you all of their fantasy-related questions? You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio, S-C-H-U Radio. We will talk to everybody on Sunday. Everyone, have a great rest of your week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.